So back for another forensic happy hour. And, uh, you know, just in kind of a conversation with, uh, with, with James, I don't know, it might get sideways, uh, which I, I, I seriously will enjoy that. Um, but I think there's going to be some cool, uh, cool perspectives. You know, I've had obviously with the cybersecurity side of it, I have with the digital forensic uh, side of it, uh, some IR stuff. So I think we'll, we'll kind of delve into a lot of these. And of course, uh, we get to drink beer on air, which is probably the best thing to do, uh, which is something I enjoy. So excellent. Without further ado, uh, we're going to say cheers to uh, James Smith. How are you doing? Good. Cheers. I'm doing good. How are you? So like I gave you kind of a the little intro, it's not necessarily all about drinking. I kind of make that my thing. Um, but so so give give everyone, you know, the people that are either watching it uh, now or are going to be watching the recording of give a little idea, you know, of, of your start, you know, what you're kind of doing, uh, you know, what, what you maybe had to do to, to get into, uh, you know, your, not necessarily your current role, but kind of the journey. Oh man. Yeah, I know. Well, first of all, I, I'm going to ask you a quick question. What are you drinking? Um, so I, What's yeah, so I'm drinking actually it's called, uh, what is it? It's a, uh, oh yeah, this is a good one. Rain rainbows and unicorns IPA from Breakside. Oh, perfect. <laughs> How about Love you? Hmm. So I went with a Colorado oh, beer, good. Uh, Odell. Oh, and they got a fruited sour. It Fantastic. is delicious. Odell, yes, Odell with a Mountain Standard IPA, which yeah. is, is again very good. Yeah, it's good. It's a. Uh, I'm. I've been big on the fruited sours over the pandemic, but uh, I guess that's kind of apropos. Yes, yes. <laughs> it, it, actually, it'll. It kind of you know it might have some uh, vitamin levels that uh, you know help. Yes. help keep you keep you uh, safe keep the scurvy yes. away. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, I, I had a, a very unusual path, uh, to my current role. Uh, I know you said not to go role centric, right. But more of like, uh, how I got here in my career. Uh, <laughs> so I've had ADHD, uh, with my career for sure. Um, but basically it kind of goes back to the nineties. Um, when I was hanging out with my buddy, uh, Johnny, another kid named Jeremy, and uh, Johnny will probably end up watching this. But uh, anyway, so so these guys uh, and, and Danny, another friend of mine. So we were all huge computer geeks, of course, right? And uh, building our own computers and stuff like that with what we could and, and uh, messing around with stuff. And uh, one day someone's like, hey, check out this cool thing, right? It's called Back Orifice. We're, we're going to play a prank on some people. I'm like, all right, cool. So we, we messed around with back orifice, which uh, if anyone's not familiar with that, it's an old school Trojan, like way back. And it was funny because, you, you know, you could open their CD-ROM tray and like take over the keyboard, watch what they're typing, like all the fun stuff. And uh, so it, that was really the, the, what got me hooked. It, it was at that point I realized like, wow, this is pretty amazing stuff. But I never thought there'd be a career in it, that, that, that there'd be anything anybody would make money at. Just a young, naive kid. I mean, it was right? something with black it's, orifice. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like you're like, wow. I definitely can make my way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I even try to tell it to students. I was like, back orifice, you know, that's, that's the thing. And like, you'd see a couple raise an eyebrow. Like, is he talking about what I think he is? And I'm like, Hey, I didn't make the name right, of the malware. Right. All right. You know? So, so, uh, anyways, th uh, that, that another time, uh, we were playing quake and my buddy's like, Hey, see that guy that we can't beat. Watch this. And, and he, uh, dropped out of quake, rolled up wind nuke and blue screen the guy right off the off the internet. And I was like, Whoa, you know, and like, couldn't believe it. 
So, so that kind of, those kind of events, you know, playing with stuff, we, we got in a little bit of mischief here and there, you know, nothing crazy. I'm not claiming to be a former black hat or anything like that. Like literally just parlor tricks and pranks with things that we didn't even know were called malware at the time and uh, just messing around and seeing, seeing what we could do. So anyways, I, I joined the army, uh, had a, uh, uh, very interesting path there, um, I joined originally to be, uh, go into special forces and, uh, but I didn't want to join as, uh, infantry in case I didn't make it. I was like, I better have a fallback plan so I could have a career. Right. So I started off in uh, electronic warfare, um, and, and uh, doing some stuff out there. I ended up going to special forces, made it into that, spent about six years on the teams, uh, well, two years in training and about four years ish on the teams. Uh, and then realized quickly, man, I don't, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. Um, but, but that whole time I was, kept a foot in the door of computers, did a lot of computer stuff, some computer security things and, and, and a bunch of just, you know, I don't know, kept, kept the interest alive. Right. And then I was like, still in my brain, I'm like, there's no way I can make money with this. There's no career in computer stuff. Right. Like I don't want to be help desk. Like I was just so naive. And so I'm like, I'm going to be a pilot. So ran off to army flight school, yada, yada, end up flying for the airlines. And then I'm like, bored out of my mind at 30,000 feet reading uh, The Art of Exploitation with the autopilot on. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, some make people sure, are make terrified. Sure, make sure that you put that disclaimer, the autopilot was on, right? Yeah, yeah. L- listen, folks, uh, uh, people do uh, read magazines up front. Like, they're just as bored as you for the flight. I'm sure the FAA is like, <laughs> get them! No, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I we'd, uh, you know, I'd be up there doing my thing, and, and uh, usually one person's flying, one person's doing the radios, so if I was on the radios, you know, I'd, like, read a couple paragraphs and do whatever. Anyways. So, so I, and then I, you know, we'd be in the hotel and I'm like, you know, checking out things on Wireshark and just, you know, messing around. And finally it like just clicked. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I I think this is my calling. Like what have I been doing for the past like 15, 16 years of my life? And so I got really, really lucky. I think that's a big thing in this industry, honestly, is is a lot of it's luck and, and just, uh, tenacity and not, not giving up on something. But, um, I ended up through very strange networking, uh, talking to people, and it turned out the National Guard uh, state that I'm in, I'm out here in Colorado, they were standing up a cyber team. I was like, man, this this sounds like a now or never kind of thing. So I went in there and I'm like, hey, how do I get on the cyber team? And and looking back, I don't think they ever thought, because, you know, I walk in as a pilot, right? You know, like a, a booger picker as far as they're concerned when it comes to knowing computers, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, no problem there. Uh, go ahead and uh, in the next six months, if you get your CISP, your SEC plus, and your CEH, uh, you'll be eligible. Just go do that thing in six months and come back. And I did. And I to this day, I'm pretty sure when I came back, I'm like, yeah, I did it. Here, here's my three certs. I think they were like, like oh, wait, crap. wait, what? Now we got <laughs> Yeah, I think they thought they just, you know, brushed me off. And uh, anyways, they, they brought me onto the team. Um, uh, a bunch of good folks there took me under their wing. I uh, got a lot of really great training. Um, really, really good stuff. They paid for some SANS courses, uh, but which, by the way, uh, if if you're young and trying to figure out how to pay for all the expensive training, uh, and I'm not here to recruit, but there's some good opportunities in the military. They will pay for a lot of cyber training, get you started. Um, in fact, there, there's a, a kid, I call him a kid, he's a man, he's in the Army now, and, and uh, but his name's Andrew, and uh, I, I helped recruit that kid, and, and I was telling him, like, dude, you won the lottery. I'm like, you're about to get all this training, all this stuff at 19 years old, and you're going to come out with a resume that pretty much screams six figures. <laughs> Can you imagine at 20, 21 being eligible for a job like that? 
So, uh, you know, at any rate, um, so yeah, that's basically the, the short of it. Um, I, I, I worked at the national guard for a while doing stuff there full time, some cyber stuff ended up transitioning into two engineering jobs back to back, which was the best thing ever. I really believe that engineering and admin work and help desk work really builds a strong foundation for, for defer. Um, it, you know, really understanding uh, how admins think and move, uh, how engineers think and move, right? Because how many false positives do you see where you immediately like, oh, pff, that's an engineer just trying to get his stuff done before five today. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and, and then, and then uh, you know, really pouring my heart and soul into some pen testing stuff. Uh, I did some, uh, very briefly did some red teaming and some pen testing. And that that's also a really good, you know, um, <clears throat> foundation to have, really understanding how, how that side of the house works. Uh and so, yeah, long story yeah, yes. short, here so, I am. So let's let's talk first <laughs> about kind of the end because I'm going to go back to just kind of the beginning. But when you start talking about, I mean, how important is it to kind of understand? Because it really, I mean, as the malware and trying to trying to get and you have the, with the computer side of it, but really, you know, going going down and looking at. Um, I guess the event, right? So so understanding what occurred, does that help? Obviously, to you know, the, say the digital friends to the side of it, the investigation, right? Because I always talk about, all right, is it the instant response or the digital forensics, or is there something in between, right? So, so mm -hmm. I guess, I guess, what is it that that you that you would say is obviously there's always an event. Um, so is it is it like, hey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to find this. I have this. I'm going to the back side of it, and then I hand it off to someone else. What I guess, what are your thoughts? Mm. Yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack there. So um, usually, typically, when no I ask questions, it's like five questions in one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's great. It's a good way to flow. Um, yeah, I, I was uh, making a stupid geek joke, but I, I was saying uh, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. No malware, pun intended. But uh, <laughs> anyhow, yeah, but uh, anyways, but yeah, you know. Um, I think whenever you get that alert, right? Because when you say event, it's often an alert, at least uh, at least with good EDR and, and good sensors and, and all that. But but you know, I, I think for me, it's all a blur, right? Between the the digital forensic side and the incident response, because sometimes you're not even really sure what it's right. going to be until you're well down right. the road and you're like, oh no, this is definitely malware, and you've already been doing forensics and essentially incident response because you're in the beginning of the pick roll model you know the, the the identify and scope stage right so so that's just naturally part of that initial investigation um you know and that's why i think dfir or defer you know i, I call it defer um you know i i think for me it's just one and the same it's just one word and it's just one paint swirl of all those skills that come together um, because frankly, I, you know, and this is not dunking on uh, tier one and tier twos, for example, but there are a lot of folks that just kind of hang tight in those tier one and tier two slots. And that's great. Some of them are comfortable there. And that's that's what they like. Like they love that uh, that job set. And I'm, and, and I'm not by any means taking away from that. But what I am saying is if you want to get to that defer side, you have to break away from the playbook. You have to break away from being. Uh, channelized into, okay, I'm doing digital forensics and then this step's going to happen. You have to become really fluid during investigation because it can change like that. Yeah. And, and now you realize you're down so the I road. Think, I know? think that's a, that in itself is, is huge, right? Um, because, because every day, and I, and, and I think that that's, that's one reasons why, or one reason why I enjoy doing just because it's, it's different every day. You don't know. I mean, it's not saying, Hey, I'm going to go A, B, C, D, E, and F next day. You're like, Holy shit. I mean, I'm this F 
to you know to a to it's because you're responding to <laughs> yeah. it right so so i mean yeah. how important is it for someone that's getting into this or wants to get into this to kind of get outside of the mold of of hey in university this is what they told me i had to do to respond to this right and, and you know and and you know i get this type of or this data how am i going to process it well i have to make sure i do this so how I mean, you use the word fluid. I mean, but how fluid does someone have to be? And if and if you're not, if you're like black and white, are you going to be successful? I I think maybe initially you'll be successful, but I think the most successful people, in my opinion, are, are those that just they're artists with it, right? They just they just get into it. They get into the flow, and 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 I, I think the people that are annoyed when they're asked about writing a, a playbook. <clears throat> You know, it's like, I don't know how to write a playbook for that, right? Like, there's just so many things occurring dynamically. Um, now, that's not to say there's not, you know, procedures, sure. right? But but there's, uh, uh, for sure, I think there's definitely, um, I think there's room for both. But but I was, you know, I had a great conversation, uh, and I'm terribly sorry for his last name. His name's Harlan. He goes by Harlanoscopy, uh, the guy that wrote Ridge Rep- uh, Reg Ripper. Yeah, it's Harlan Carver, by the way. Yeah, yeah, thank you. He's probably like watching. Yeah, he is. Grrr! He is. I talked to him last Punch week, and he the... said he's going to watch the show. And now you kind, of, you kind of just, yeah. Well, evidently he's, gonna, he's not going to be on now. Glue, uh... Yeah, <laughs> he's going to come punch me in the face and glue phone books to my driveway yeah. or something. But, uh, but, but we had a great conversation both publicly and in 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 DMs. But out of that conversation, there were there he was kind of echoing a lot of things that I felt. And and one of those is he brought up an example where a lot of these D firm consulting firms will come in and they're just very like, they got this checklist, right? And they don't deviate. They're like, I'm going to take all the hard drives. I'm going to run Plaza on all these things. And and I'm going to put them all in Elk. And I'm going to take 35 hours. And part of me thinks that, frankly, that's that's billable hours going on there maybe. Um, you know, where the rest of us, you know, so, some of us, and, and, not, and the, again, oh man, I'm in danger zone of sounding like I'm dunking on people. I'm not. But, um, but, but I think those of us that are, on salary at a company and you're not consulting and to you, the name of the game is a little bit different where you're like racing the clock and, and, and that network is, is your, your jewels, right? We look for faster ways to get through the problem set. Does right. that make sense? You know? And, and so we're more dynamic. Uh, um, and not to say people doing consulting are not dynamic. There's uh, amazing consultants, but there are also, there are a good number out there that, um, they just get locked in these yeah, playbooks. So how, how important is it um, on the triage side of it, right? Because, I mean, when we start talking about data sets, we're talking about network, we're talking about just information in general. How important is it for someone to get an idea of what they're, what, what they're dealing with first? Oh, I, I think that's one of the most important things. I think also knowing how to triage uh, effectively, if that makes sense, and, and also uh, knowing what to look for next. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think that's what kind of breaks the mold on a lot of the the really regimented playbooks is that when you go in there and you're like, okay, I'm seeing A and B, uh, I, I must go look for C next. Well, sometimes, it, it, you know, you're like, nope, this is A and B. I bet you E through F has happened. Let's just jump right to, you know, I or whatever it is and, and just get right to it because we want to get in front of the enemy, you know, if, especially if you know it's only one box. Right. Right. And, and you're, you know. Again, it's so dynamic. It's like hard to paint a picture of how that looks. Right. Every time, so, but. so in, I mean, you've been doing this a while, but is has it changed? Has it changed from how you go in and attack, say, a, a digital forensic problem um, to to today? Right. I mean, you're talking about one box that you might be going after, but but how typical is that 
in in today's response right so you know back yeah. in the day starting out you're like oh yeah shit, thank you for that you know i got this floppy drive and all that other great stuff and you know uh i mean how has how how has that changed to to i guess the mentality if, if you're going to go in and you're going to train someone you know how how do they have to go about or think differently? It, you know, obviously it's hard if they haven't been back and they haven't done it that way. They're just like coming in, hey, this is brand new. But I mean, how do you approach that to explain to someone is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, yeah, we're pretty much drinking beer <laughs> yeah. by noon, right? And now you're dealing with, you know, with so much information. Oh, yeah. Well, there's there's a, a, a couple things there. One of them is uh, my back in the day was probably very different than a lot of people. Are you pointing at me? Uh, you know. No, no, no. I, I, I am, I am saying that, that I, again, a lot of luck involved, right? Um, I'm really fortunate to be where I'm at. Um, but, but back in the day, what we thought was forensics wouldn't even hold water today, right? Like, like in 2007, uh, you know, we were, um, downtown Baghdad had, had Wi-Fi set up and I thought we were super secure because I turned off the SSID. Yes. Let me tell you, no one's yeah, getting there, keep that right? hidden. Keep it hidden. Yeah. Yeah, no one's getting in there, especially the the nation state down right. the street, right? Like they're not going to find me. And, and, and then you know when someone's like, "Did someone get my computer?" and you just go look at like you know window one window event log, and you're like, "Nope, all safe here." You know, it, it, it's hard for me to like say, "Yeah, I've been doing hardcore forensics for a long time," right? Um, but but the but the thing is is I, I think what has really changed the game is EDR, right? And even just the past say. Five years, because I think it was like 2016, 2017, I went to a cyber conference here in the Springs, put on by AFSIA. And uh, man, I'm terrible at names. I got, I got army brain really bad. Uh, but there was a gentleman there. Uh, his call sign is a script junkie. And he's written, his name's Matt. He's, he's, he's Dr. Something. He's got a PhD for crying out loud. But he worked for Route 9B at the time. And he gave this amazing memory forensics class. And, I, and I'm going somewhere with this, right? So he teaches us memory forensics class. And I'm like, oh, I can, I can crush malware with the best of them. I'm going to find all the things. And I come back, and I'm showing my, my buddy and partner in crime. Uh, his name's Adam. And I'm like, dude, check out memory forensics. And we're like, oh, this is so great. You know, and now I'm not saying it's dead. It's definitely not dead, but it is definitely different, right? Like with all the EDR tools, I get all the telemetry within seconds. I'm not pulling memory images as much, right. you know? Right. So, so a lot has changed. I don't know if I completely veered off your question. No, no, but. no, not at all. It's because, <laughs> you know, obviously the progression. And if I go to, you, you know, dealing with and, you know, I go to my world, right? Computers, mobile devices, cloud services, all that other stuff, right? So you're taking all this. In, but, you know, back in the day, we're, we're talking about, you know, something that is smaller than what actually say, say any of the ramps in the memory that we have on our cell phones, right? That we're dealing with that. And now, you know, progressing it to not only, um, mobile devices, cloud services, now network stores, everything else like that. So, so I mean, wh what do you say to people that want to get into this? I mean, is cause right now there's a lot, if we talk <laughs> about law enforcement, law enforcement is, Oh, sh they're doing it all. I mean, is that is yeah. that a good thing to do to say, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm the expert at um, yeah network, uh, yeah, yeah, hard drives, mobile devices, all these cloud services out there. I'm the guy that does everything. I mean, what what's your opinion on that? Oh man, well, first of all, the, the, I haven't worked with a lot of law enforcement folks. I've done some work um, with them just during ma major incident responses where where they were there, you know, the hurt team and FBI guys and and uh, everyone. I'm sharp as attack. 
Um, I don't know how they work internally by, you know, divvying up the work or whatever. Uh, but, um, in terms of getting started, uh, I think it's important to one there. The, I think the secret sauce is there is no secret. Just jump in feet first, just get after it. Like pick up a book, start today, right? If you're, if you're watching this and you're like, I think I want to get in a defer, but I've barely been an administrator. I've never been an administrator. Can I do it? And the answer is yes. You just have a long road ahead of you, but it's, it's worth it. Right. That's the first thing. Or if you're a dev or an admin and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to switch over. Um, the most lethal hackers, by the way, are devs and former like sys admins that spent, you know, 10 years doing that. They are lethal, um, once they transition. Um, but yeah, I think that's the secret. And then, yeah, uh, you know, on my website, um, I kind of push this five pillars idea where I'm like, Hey, you know, whether you want to be red or blue, right. You got to have some foundations in general computing science, right. Just knowing how the darn thing works. Right. What, what, what are you and I talking about when we talk about memory, right? Like what, what does that mean? What does ephemeral mean? Right. And then, and then the other thing is uh, you get in networking, right? Because no matter what you're looking at, uh, if you don't understand the lay of the land and how, the networks come together, you're going to be confused really fast. You know, a, a quick, easy example uh, is if you lose sight of what RFC 1918 is, a private address, it, you know, I know that sounds kind of ridiculous to most people that are in defer, but, but let's say you're really, really new. That could be the difference, you know, a huge difference in everything, right? The, what the, the data is that you're looking at. So networking, general computing, like I said, uh, programming and scripting for sure. Um, it's definitely with the push of automation. You better be really good at Python or PowerShell or C sharp or plus, right? You, you, you better have a strong foundation on one of those. And then Linux and windows, uh, you definitely want to have a base foundation on all those yeah. things. Um, so, so I love on the scripting yeah. side of it too, is because, you know, I bring this up a lot is, is because, and it kind of, it, it kind of dovetails, I guess, into what you've already talked about is, is really the landscape and how quickly it changes is because you have to be ready. Uh, you know, uh, you're like, uh, okay, new artifact, no idea, but how can I go in and, and parse the state out? How can I go and deliver this and actually make it readable to someone? I mean, is that, is that a true statement? Uh, about running into like, yeah, and, and, and having to be able to go yeah. in and, and, and write a script. So Python PowerShell, like you had mentioned oh, to be right. able to go in and either make sense of it. Yeah. I, I think that's important uh, for sure. Or, or probably more important is, is going on GitHub and looking for somebody else that's done the work for you and then being able to look at their script and go, aha, that's what they're doing. Like, for example, uh, let's just say parsing a prefetch or something like that, right? There's some good open source stuff. My buddy Adam uh, wrote one in Python, right? Um, but, you know, being able to say if, if there's a certain thing that I'm thinking of, like going in there and, and even just modifying scripts, they're going, oh, he's reading the first few bytes of this file or he's reading this section and, and that's what he's getting out of it. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, but even more so just on the defense side, uh, so many EDRs today, part of their weapon system is allowing you to upload custom scripts that you write. Right. So, um, my friend Mario, uh, and, and, and Ben, um, actually that whole crew. So, so Ben, Matt and Mario, th those guys, uh, really, really talented hackers. Um, I'm, I'm always running to keep up with them. Matter of fact, really catch up with them. But, but uh, th those guys use uh, CrowdStrike, and, and they're pretty lethal with it. But one of the things I'm beginning at is I worked incident response with them where mid-incident, they're like, hey, we need to do this. And they jam out a quick script. And next thing you know, they're pushing it out, and, and they're just fighting the enemy toe-to-toe. Um, -to -toe. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so yeah, even just 
five lines of script could be the difference between winning or losing the network. So, so how important you know? is it to, uh, you know, to, to be able to understand the offense or, or to know the offense to create a good defense? Oh, I, I think it's important. Although there's, there's a fallacy there. Um, some folks out there, uh, that I've listened to, uh, in briefings and, and, and other places I'm tap dancing here a little bit, but, the, but they have this mantra and, and it kind of bothers me. You don't while, know why I asked you that I question, agree. right? Come on. <laughs> but, but you'll hear this mantra out there to be a good defender. You must be a, a good off, you know, uh, you know, be good at offense. You must get good at offense, be good at defense. Now that doesn't mean that you need to run out and be OSCP, OSCE, you know, OWASP, all the O's and, and you can crack the perimeter and you're, you're just amazing. And then you get started on D for oops. Uh, no, <laughs> I think even just going through try hack me and, and hack the box and just understanding basic techniques will make you a really great defender. Because if you have zero of that, you're often looking at something going, well, I don't know why they're using SMB like that. That looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so so if we so. look, if we look at that, though, too, is is. You know, I mean, there's no other countries that are trying to get into, you know, our, our systems or any type. I, I know that it's not at all. You know, obviously, I'm just wink, wink, right? So, 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 I mean, how important, how important is is for those people that maybe want to get into that to understand just how bad it is? Because you know, we it's it's all it's all fun and and well, we hear little thing here. These are some things that happen, but but people don't really understand the day to day of crazy stuff that is happening that we're like, Oh, that's fine. Hey, they did this. Yeah. They stole everyone's passwords, uh, from, you know, uh, you know, from this website or from a credit card. Well, well let's start talking about any, you know, uh, you know, all of the, the energy grids, we start talking about some other items like that. I mean, so, so scare yeah. the scare people to understand of how important it is to, you know, to, to really have competent people that understand and can kind of drive into that. Yeah, I, I think one only needs to look at what what the national defense uh, um, strategy states. You know what what the president talks about. Uh, the past four presidents, you know, um, have, have spoken about, and, and there is a reason. And, and I think a lot of people watching this who uh, who may not be aware of some of the stuff may think this is uh, hyperbolic to say this, but it's life or death. And there there are folks out there on the front lines, literally keeping the lights on in some places. And, and there is a reason that, that, uh, and this is all obviously uh, publicly disclosed stuff that you can go read, right. You know, in, in the media and, and stuff released from the Pentagon where they have come out and said, look, if you attack us with a bad enough cyber weapon, like you really get after our power grid, we are authorizing ourselves to send a nuclear weapon back at you. And, and the reason is, is because there are enough folks 900 pound brains out there that believe, uh, that is a proportional, uh, you know, a, a response that is proportionate. Right. And, and, um, yeah, the everyday stuff that, you know, most of us see in forensics is drive by downloads, bad Google Chrome updates that steal creds and they're stealing your death star plans. Okay. That, that is one layer of the game, right? That, that, that's down here where all the noise is at, but up above that, right. There are some really dark things happening that we won't even hear about for 10 yeah. years. Right. And I, uh, it, it just last thing I'll say is, is uh, there are some great movies out there. Uh, um, um, what is it? Zero days. 
amazing documentary, The Perfect Weapon, an amazing book. You did just the or, uh, and uh, oh man, what is it? Uh, Dan Rather did a book, uh, basically talking about keeping the lights on. I can't believe it's escaping me. But you read those books, and, and you you know, there's no denying that it's life. So do you think that do you, do you think that a lot of the noise, as you call it, the noise that we have, um, is is a diversion? Is the diversion to go in and pump as much of this stuff? You're like, oh yeah, we we take care of that, or hey, this is my bill to of of something else. Uh, you know, I think there's definitely diversion operations. Uh, you know, um, I worked a case where I couldn't prove it, but I was pretty sure that after they made entry into the into the network, they went back and did a DDoS attack to flood out the logs. You know, roll the logs out. Um, there is still enough residue to put it together, though. But uh, uh, that was a fun case. Um, That's what we do. So we but, tell cases. We be very kind of obscure about it, but cases people love to hear real stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah, this was a <laughs> yeah. It was a case where a uh, pretty big organization. Um, they just RDP brute force. Uh, that's that's how the uh, adversary got in. They they punched in through a a server and um, they came they came in that server and of course they. Um, <laughs> They uh, they brute force an administrator password. So from there, they were already, yeah. you know, there was no right. privesque. Yeah, you, you know the rest. So so it was ransomware, uh, yada, yada. Um, I don't know how far you want to go down that before we try to answer the, the, no. the original hey, question. This is, this is, we want to but, hear it. We're excited. We want to hear it. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, but um, I'm pretty, I get scatterbrained in my conversation, but I'll, I'll say we'll shelf that for a Got minute. Um, but but we'll, we'll go back to that case because there's some interesting stuff in there. But um, you know, I, I think there are some atten- intentional diversion operations, but when you start getting up to, I, I believe the more nefarious, like deep, dark nation state, low and slow stuff, I think there's some incidental things, uh, that occur. Uh, but what I'm getting as most of the noise out there is just folks trying to make money versus the folks trying to conduct espionage missions. Right. And, and I, um, I, I know some folks out there that have told me that they've worked some of those missions where. They're like, hey, you know, they're sitting on one piece of infrastructure and they're seeing somebody else go past them. And they're like, oh, I wonder what they're up to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely a lot of noise. So before out there. you finish this up, just because okay. I'm I'm the same way, same way you are, I'm going to just break in your conversation and say, hey, because it just hit me. So think of this. There's a lot of everyone's like, hey, all this cryptocurrency, you know, and I'll say Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin out there. And people are like, oh, my gosh, I can be completely millionaire because I'm going to set my computers up to be a miner because someone sent me this executable that can do this. So. I mean, is why do people do that? Why do people go, hey, yeah, you know what? It says it's not malware. Uh, you know, I scanned it all with, you know, virus total. They don't even know it, it's all good to go, but I'm going to install this. And give it admin privileges because, hey, it helps my my computer. And it, hey, and or it, it told you clock. to. It says I can do that. <laughs> yeah, or it told you yeah. to, right? It said, hey, install this with admin yeah, privileges. <laughs> do it. Make sure. Make sure you do and you give that. So, so again, does it come back to, uh, I mean, because again, now you have people working remotely, they're working from home, they have a VPN, you know, they're making sure that they have, but they're going in on their, on their computers and they are allowing, because it's in a home network, they're allowing and installing all of this stuff because it's going to make them rich. But on the backside of it, it's all about, I have access to your computer. Right. I might data mine on the side, but now I have access to do this. I mean, do you see that as a problem? 
Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I see it as a huge problem. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people shoot themselves in the foot, right? Like a lot of vi- uh, victim-initiated malware uh, is, a, in my opinion, in large part because the user is typically up to no good, right? Like they they want to pirate software. That's always my favorite, exactly. right? Um, look, soft yeah, ice. Yeah. I'm installing soft ice, and it's going hardcore because I'm going to go and crack all this. Right, right. Or the, you know, or they're looking for, like you said, the, the quick buck. Oh, this thing says I can make money if I let, you know, if I, if I do some mining. Um, I, I don't even, I haven't ever looked at it. I should put that on my list of stuff to look at. But you remember that tool, the LOAC, the low orbital ion cannon? So it was, a, it was a thing back in the day. Anonymous would, um, would, would, um, push out to folks so that they could, uh, join in on some of the DDoS, right? right? There were rumors, and I've never confirmed it, but there were rumors that somebody out there poisoned that executable and had started uh, backdooring it. You know, and and from what I had heard, no one really knew who started doing it. Like it started out as this well-intentioned tool, and then, um, well, as as much as you can go into, you know, defining intentions on some of that stuff. But, um, you know, so there are times that people install stuff that maybe they're not up to no good, or or maybe they think they're part of a cause. And in fact, I, I even think uh, the folding at home, right, which was a a really altruistic thing to do the folding at home program and somebody went and poisoned yeah. it. Right. Yeah. They started. <laughs> and, I mean, that happened. I mean, if, if again, I do mobile, you know, my, my big thing is mobile stuff. Right. So it really came down to, and it forced a lot of the companies, even with Google play, you know, um, even on with, with Apple, with the store, because that's exactly what was happening. Right. Is that, 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 that people were going, they take the APK say on an Android that was hundred percent legitimate. 100% legitimate yeah. that you might have, but then they go and poison it, right? They're going to go in and just people continue to install it. And, it, and you know, now there's a lot of things that are that are involved in with checking those with signatures and everything else. But still, it still happens, right? Yeah, those Pokemon yeah. Go, right? Like that was one of the big ones that got poisoned and, and people started sideloading exactly. it because they couldn't wait. Exactly. Hey, don't get it from <laughs> Google Play. Yeah, let's make sure that we're going to go in. Yeah. Hey, this site says I can. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Or or the free Play Store, right? They're yes. like, hey, I got the Play Store. It gives me all the free yes, stuff. Yes. Look, I got Adobe Reader for free. Or you're like, dude, that's again, it comes free, down bro. to the human. It's <laughs> can I make money or is it free? Right. So it's like, can I be rich or you know what? I'm cheap because I'm not going to spend this. And again, it's it's and I'm not again. I'm not I'm not downplaying anybody's you know their intentions of how they're going to they're buy this. But but again, it comes down to that individual or that you know that person that's at the keyboard or on their mobile device that causes a lot of problems. So how, how do we mitigate that? Oh man, I don't know. Cause when you talk about motivation, right? Um, uh, a good friend of mine here in the Springs, doc Huffman, that's what he studies cyber psychology, why people get up to no good. Uh, he, he, he'd be able to put in a lot here that I can't, but, but there's a great quote. Um, I forget who said it, but someone said, why do you rob banks? And the, the guy replied, because that's where the money's at. <laughs> right. Why do people, hack in the ways that they hack now because that's where the money's at right um but yeah to answer your question yeah i don't know how we combat that i mean because you're asked what you're asking is hey can we change uh humans (laughs) right you know it it, but you know sometimes i feel for people because i get it right there are folks out there uh not making a lot of money right they're making dirt and and they're working their butts off and and my heart breaks you know for, for folks like that where they're just trying to live the same life that you know someone in the upper middle classes where they have no problem sign up for Netflix, Hulu, you know, Xfinity and all the things. So so watching a show is as easy as like going to Apple TV and saying, Where's my show at? You know? And then there's some uh somebody who's just trying to let his kids watch 
a show, right? And so they go download some executable and sure enough, it gives them free TV. But oh, by the way, now it's stealing all their stuff, you know? And it's just, it, to me, th- there's this crossover where necessity meets, you know, criminal activity sometimes. And uh, it, it's it's a mix. So I, I don't think you can combat it. I think nothing's going to yeah, change, and I, right? And I think that, you know, that's, I don't want to say that's why a lot of people get into it. But again, if, if you look at it, you're like, hey, I'm going to go in and, you know, I'm going to be and save the world because of these types of people. And, but I, I guess I don't want to say the good side of it is that it's never going to stop, you know? And, and, yeah. and so it's, it, it, it's one of those, it's one of those jobs, uh, you know, that, that, that you get into that there's uh, honestly, there's no end in sight, you know, until, you know, Terminator, we wind up having, you know, all of these computers that are running everything. Um, I always make the joke every show almost about Skynet, but it's like reality, but you have, I mean, it's, (laughs) how do you get, it it just, thanks Elon Musk. Exactly. exactly. Um, it's, it's with the one it's, it is, it's, it's a very, I want to say safe, but it is a safe job. Um, because there will, people continue to, whether it's domestic, whether it's, you know, um, a, a different nation that is trying to make money, which should, I would say is the biggest motivation, like you mentioned. But then you have the even bigger thing to deal with of actually um, shutting the lights off, right? Yeah. So, yep. so, so, I mean, not to get completely psychological on this, but we because we could talk about people. But right. I want to hear, you know, give give me something that you to this day. I mean, it could be could have been ten years ago. It could be you know yesterday or even today. But but something that can leave and, and give people a sense of. Uh, you know, uh, of, of something that you saw or your team saw something that, that was there. So, I mean, get in the specifics if you can, and then, you know, how, how is resolved and how you said, man, we're kick-ass. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Oh man. So many, um, you have so many of those stories. I like to hear that. <laughs> I like to hear that. Well, yeah, there's, there's some good ones, but, but there's, oh, I gotta, I gotta select carefully. Like, um, there was, you know, one of the things that kind of motivates me, first of all, is knowing the danger that exists at the nation state level is a motivator. Even though I work in the private sector, um, you know, 95% of my work today is in the um, private sector. You know, we're not necessarily keeping the lights on, but I think everybody's involved, right? Mom and pop shops even, right? Because anyone's computer can become a weapon, uh, you know, part of some huge, you know, DDoS net or who, who knows, you know, a proxy, all these different things. Um, but, but one of the, one of the things that really stuck with me is just looking, uh, at some of those documentaries and those books that came out and, and that really laid it out where there's no doubt left, right. That, you know, this is why we fight kind of a deal. And, and I think to get to a senior level in this industry, I think you have to have that motivator. Um, I really believe that because as you know, um, there's going to be nights where you don't feel like necessarily studying and, and you should take breaks, right? Go play a game, go hang out with, you know, loved ones, uh, you know, get away from the computer. But there are plenty of nights where you're like, I got to buckle down. If I really want to understand memory forensics, I really need to read this art of memory forensics books at this thick, right. And really get into it. Um, and, and you really got to have something that fuels that fire. But to answer your question, there was a, a, a system run by, um, an entity, um, years and years ago, a long time ago, and I was talking to one of the techs and I'm like, well, where does this route through, right? We're, we're on this odd part of the globe. 
how's this getting back, you know, to the States? And they're like, oh, through, through blankety blank, this other country. And I said, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> and it terrified me. Now my team couldn't affect that, right? That's so many levels above us. Um, but, but that kind of stuff has stuck with me to this day where I'm like, oh, you know, that that's really important to try to, you know, have people that thinking that are thinking like that to help redirect some of that. Um, but a more near term case is there is a network that I help defend <clears throat> that uh, has some really important stuff to do with people's health care, right? Directly related to treatment. And uh, they they were um, pretty close to, 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 to losing it um, and, and losing it all. And, and uh, so, so my um, um, teammates, uh, they, they, you know, man, they, they really bring it. And, and together, we, we really made a difference and, and were able to push the adversary out before they could really hit their final objective. Um, and, and that, for me, was probably one of the most motivating moments of my life uh, in this career, like one of the best um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, feel goods, right? Like one of the best rewards, like actually being able to tell, tell my wife, like, Hey, uh, you know, we actually did some good today. Like we actually saved something. Cause like, as you know, most days we're just like, Hey, uh, you know, dear user, uh, why did you install this licensing software that has now infected your one machine? Uh, right. <laughs> you know, right. Right. So, so in that, in, in that, in that event, um, that how, do you mind sharing, I guess not, obviously not specifics, but how do they infiltrate the network or almost? Uh, no, yeah, it goes back to, uh, just simple stuff. You know, that this, I'll say this, um, things that we see in labs, uh, things that, that, that you go, there's no way, right? Like, like you're looking at logs for a training you're event like, from, you know, Black Hills information security. They put on some great labs or sands or whatever. And you, you think to yourself, it ain't going to be like that. No one would. Oh, but no it is would. like that. <laughs> it is like that, right? Um, and in that in that particular case, it was just simple cyber hygiene. Um, was the in in that that was that was the the big thing. And that's what I tell folks is, look, that CIS top twenty list really means something, right? It really means something. If you have nothing but like, if you don't even know where to get started, just start with the top five, right? Right. And make strong passwords, please make like, I can't tell you the number of places that I've gone for incident response or, or worked in where you find out that the password policy is completely up to the user. Yep. Yep. And in in today's networks, that's just a no go. That's a non-starter. Yeah. Yeah. So, so looking at that too, is, is what can you do, especially on, uh, if, if we want to talk about the consulting side and going into a company who you might be representing is, is, I mean, is that the number one thing is like, um, yeah, this password one, two, three, is not going to work. I understand that that's what they use for everything, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, how do you, do you go in and, and talk about policy and, and, you know, how they can harden their neck or do a better job, should I say? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, um, you know, I got called into a case, um, a while back, uh, somebody, um, got, got the infamous call from the FBI. Hey, we found your network plan and your data on the dark web. Good luck. Uh, by the way, if you don't know, the FBI is not there to help you. They, they will tell Mic you drop and, and, Boom. <laughs> Yeah, and they just walk away and you're like, wait. <laughs> um, so, so I, I got sent in as a, a consultant. So for those that were like, he was bagging on consultants earlier. I, I basically did consulting for, for a company. It wasn't direct consulting anyways, but, but I, I got sent in there and yeah, I had a, a frank discussion with them. I'm like, Hey, uh, this happened because your, your policies 
um, either are not there or the controls to ensure those policies in place are not there. Um, and, and, and frankly, sadly, I think it fell on deaf ears. They're just like, great, great, great. Can you tell me if, uh, my sensitive data was exfilled? I'm like, no, because your logs only go back 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, but can you tell me if they took my data? I'm like, no, the, the bad guys have been here since July. Uh, we know that by stuff found on the dark web and, and, and some very small traces of, of stuff residue left. Uh, but I can't tell you if they took it. Well, we don't care about anything else you have to say. Just tell me if they took the data. And we know why, right? It's because it's a legal thing, right? At that point, they're in cover your ass mode. They just want to be able to pin it on me, and I refuse to do it. I'm like, I, I can't say right. that. Right. <laughs> you have right. two days worth of logs in your right. network. Right. I, so so, so looking at that, too, is is with the companies uh, that, that you might have or the corporations, I mean, how, how important is the cybersecurity? How, I mean, how important is that to them at, well, let's see. I mean, let's say that you can see into the past, right? You show up into the present, into the past. In the past, how important is is that to, would you say, the, the large percentage of, of companies before the event when you were there in present day? You mean how important is left a bang, like leading up right. to that they're like, They're like, like, yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, if you go in and, and, and you have a conversation with them, uh, it, it, was it very important until after they're like, oh, yeah, knock, 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 FBI, or, you know, next thing you know, all of their data is on it being sold. I mean, do they get it before mm. that? I mean, or and they just are like, ah, you know what? Someone's really, really good, and they got our stuff. Well, first of all, everybody claims it's sophisticated now, um, right? That's like the phraseology. And no one gets hacked and comes out and says, oh, we uh, sucked at the basics and we just got owned, right? Everyone comes out in this like very, because that's what, you know, consulting firms now offer is like pressers, right? right? And, like they'll go to your presser and it's always sophisticated. It wasn't our fault. They were just that good. You're like, no, your password was solar winds one, two, three, uh, you turkey. That, that's why you got owned. Uh, and then they're like, oh, well, in that case, it was the intern. You're like, okay, this is sounding less and less sophisticated. But uh, yeah, you know, honestly, um, I, I think, uh, you know, the old phrase, uh, crises precipitates change, I, I think is true in the cyber world and that uh, all too often they don't care, right? Because it's money, right? When you tell somebody you, you should have a year of logs, they're like, cool, cool, cool. What's that going to cost? And you're like, well, you know, uh, half a million a year, right? And they're like, Pfft. Uh, just so you could tell who logged in. Yeah, that's pretty important, right? If you really want to do this right, you know. So, yeah, I, I don't think they care until it's too late. And then, again, even more too often, they still don't care, right? At the end of the day, <clears throat> they're like, cool story, bro. Uh, hit the bricks. Like, you're you're done with IR? Get out of my network. You right, know? right. So so if you're, gonna, if, if you're going to advise someone um, of, of, you know, what are some artifacts? I mean, what, what are your, some of your favorites that you'll, it's kind of a go-to remember we we've talked about it's, it's always different, right? But, but typically there's something that you're always going to kind of, you're kind of going to look to that might take you down and, and direct you to a certain path. What are some things, uh, you, you know, that you look for, um, in IR that you're like, okay, yeah, let's just make sure that we look at this. And you talked about logs and everything else, but I mean, is there anything else? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, logs are, are I think, key. Uh, specifically, uh, terminal service logs, those are juicy, right? Security EVTX is good, um, but those terminal service logs have, in multiple cases, uh, you know, really done a number um, where you're like, you, you get the light bulb, you're like, aha, you know? And, and, and interesting, you know, um, um, 
Rob Lee at Sands said it best one time, you know, and, and I, I didn't take his class in person. It was on demand, but in the and, uh, uh, forensics 508, he said, um, you know, often forensics are like tracks in the snow and I'm probably butchering it. Right. But it was like they're tracks in the snow after a snowstorm. So they're not all there. So there's been times for whatever wacky reason you see the disconnect, right. That occurred from an adversary where you see them disconnect, but you never saw the connection. You're like, okay, I don't, well, whatever. But the terminal service logs are good. Amcache, uh, hive, uh, that, that's a good one to hit. Um, and then recently my buddy Adam really turned me on to, uh, SRUM. So, uh, uh, which is the system resource monitor for windows, uh, that, that has some good so, stuff. So in interesting there. thing that I always love about uh, windows is, is that people don't really get how much it, it just wants to remember stuff. <laughs> it has to, yeah. it's like, you know what? I'm like yeah. super like 900 years old and I have to remember it. So I have to write it down. I mean, is that, is that a true, yeah. Uh, I guess oh, yeah. there's, a, a leism you know, of just making stuff up. Well, there's like a book this thick. This is the the Ghidra book, but but the the book, the Incident Response and Digital Forensics book, uh, that most deeper people have sitting on their desk. It's in my desk drawer. Um, if I dig it out, it'll be a lot of noise. But the the to your point, it's a book like this thick, just filled with all the artifacts and windows and how much it tracks what you're doing. Like you know, I I, I everything that you click touch even like think of looking at windows is probably logged in. So is it like, is it, I mean, so did Google take the playbook from windows, but Google uses it for other things than windows is just because it forgets everything and has to figure that stuff out. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think Google's motivated by money. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm no saying secret. is that it's different. Uh, yeah. They took the yeah. playbook of the art of this stuff where I can take from everyone and I can sell it. You know, they're like, Hey, right. yeah. And Microsoft. Yeah. Screw you. You didn't do a good job. All you did was remember, you wanted to remember how your stuff opened and everything. But now I'm, yeah, I'm Google and I'm like, Oh shit. You know what? I'm going to make sure that I go in and send that to someone else. I'm not bagging yeah, on Google, but yeah, I am. No, I'm not bagging on either. They have a model. Uh, it, and it clearly works. Uh, you know, they're gajillionaires. Um, but you know, they're, they're, they're clicking on what you're interested in. And like you said, windows, it's a convenience thing. You know, all these things that we take for granted, you know, like, uh, I, I use it all the time. Like, uh, I hit my special key on my keyboard. I type word and then I just use the arrow keys and crawl over to my recent doc, hit enter and I start typing. Right. And, and that's all, all that is due to telemetry and things that are saved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know it's, yeah. a, it's, it's funny because you try to explain that to people and they're like, okay, one, uh, I need to, I'm going to use something else. Uh, I'm not going to, but, but then people are like, yeah, that's too much. Yeah. So whatever, I'll just continue to, 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 and to, to, to utilize that. Or they're on the internet and they search for how do I get rid of all of this? Right. Um, which is a yeah. great one because you always find <laughs> yeah, that. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. I cleared my web history. Nobody knows where I no went. No one. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. Nobody except half the hard disk is right. filled with right right and not really that's a gross exaggeration but i mean so but yeah there's so 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 again i always talk about how important it is because you know the people that they do watch they're trying to get into this and, and others is 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 understanding um if we start talking about uh, i mean low level low level operating system or just just really kind of understanding how that opposite uh, operating system works right how, what happens when I go in and I minimize a window? What happens when I go in and close? I mean, is is that enough? Or do they have to go if we're talking about, you know, going down low level uh, to actually the programming side of it? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I think um, to get started in the industry, right, when you, you get started, that's not as important. Uh, but it quickly becomes important if you want to 
um, climb into the more senior roles and, and, and uh, really get that deep understanding. And, and like we talked about earlier, being fluid comes from that understanding. Uh, but there's some books out there that I think everybody should own um, if you're going to do digital forensics, especially on the Windows side, but uh, Windows uh, system internals, right? I even had a reminder set on my phone to tell me, I think it was September 14th of last year, the second half of the latest system internals came out. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah and you're soft, but when <laughs> right? you go to that, I mean, you look at it and you're like, dude, this is free. This is fantastic. I mean, there's there's some really, really good stuff. Oh, the tools are amazing. But yeah, the books are, are a good way to get in there and be like, you know, how does yeah. that particular thing work? Um, that book, uh, Computer Incident Response Digital Forensics, uh, it's the third edition. Everyone in d I think, owns it. Um, you know, it's the the black cover, right? Kevin Mandian's one of the authors. And I, I want to pull it out because I'm doing a lot of disrespect to the main author. Uh, it's Justin something. But uh, then you have Applied Incident Response, right, is another great book. That's a more recent release. Uh, the Secret Life of Programs, especially if you're going to kind of get into the analysis side of lo- looking at malware, things like that. But, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I think it's important if you want to climb to that that deeper level of understanding, especially API calls. Because, right. like, you and I could probably have this great talk about APIs. Like, maybe I can't keep up with you on the phone, right, because I don't do mobile forensics. Um I can't learn it all. It's on the list of, I wish I had time for, I'll send you a book, but <laughs> right on, man. But, uh, but, um, you know, API calls are, are important both for defense and offense, right? Because when I'm looking at, at malware and, and even just running strings on it, right. You go through there and you're like, ah, there's that virtual outlet call. Oh, there's the, you know, uh, get proc. You know, I, I, I know where this might be going, right. That, that having that understanding and, and knowing just from that, where you might want to go next or where to get ahead of that malware or, or whatever. Um, versus, you know, too looking at, you know, you know something that's, uh, you know, understanding how EDR works. So like, Oh, it's hooking all the APIs. And you're like, well, what does that so, mean? So interesting, <laughs> interesting. Cause now you, you know, and I hate to keep you so much longer, but, uh, I, now you, now you've really intrigued me because I need to talk about this is, is that, me, man, I'm keeping you. Yeah, no, if we start, if, if we start talking <laughs> about API calls too, right. If we start talking about cloud services, especially a mobile device, Mo- mobile device is, is really transactional, right? It's transactional because uh, the majority of the data is going to be stored somewhere on a server, which you're very, very versed on, right? And so, so if we start talking about, you know, those calls to the server for pulling data, pulling, so a lot of times, especially with the software, you're able to go in and that's what you're utilizing, right? Is because a, a lot of these cloud services do have those and they publish uh, those calls. So, so again, how important it is in today's world to understand those that that transactional that data and how how it occurs because you can go and look at that look at the information and you know in the logs or you know even in the say an android device an android device has very robust logs that has a lot of information that's going in and especially if you look at logs for individual applications so and 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 that's one of those things that uh, automated tools don't really tell you a whole bunch about right so so to, to me, logs are again the script or just um, a notepad for a lot of apps that are going to go and they're going to store that information. So, so, so again, it's how important is that? How is, how important is it to understand people or, or for people to understand really what is you know, hey, what's an API? You know, how how does it communicate to or because it's not just like hey, it's built in and I'm just going to go and send data. It's going to fly off and it's going to wind up showing up at the right server to be able to bring that data down or transmit the data. 
Oh yeah, it's it's really important. Uh, I'm going to talk about that in a second. But this is the book that I'm talking uh-huh. about. I want I want to do right yes. by by the individual uh, Jason uh, Ludkins. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying that right. Matthew Pepe, and then Kevin Mandy is on there. But this is the book. It's 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 amazing. Um, and, and applied instant response is also amazing. Uh, I don't have a physical copy. It's it's uh, it's on its way. I have it on Kindle. I've had it for a long time, but um, <laughs> uh, well, long time since it got released. Uh, but, but at any rate, um, that's the book. Uh, so the API calls, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, look, everything in the cloud's an API call, right? Every, every packet flowing on the network is an API call. There is no network per se, right? There, that's why virtual taps are such a big deal in the cloud, right? Everyone's rubbing their hands together for certain providers. Cough, cough, you know who you are. Give me my darn virtual tap, right? So I got a cluster in the cloud and, and I want to monitor it with say like a cloud version of security onion. Yes, there are very hacky ways. And I'm sure someone, you know, some Linux guru is just chomping at the bit to DM me about how dumb I am to not know how to do all these things. I'm like, I got it. I got it. But a virtual taps way easier. Right. But yeah, that's all API calls or the fact that just an automation, um, there is so much that you have to understand like, okay, if I want to automate like a common, like, let's just say there's a, um, a security script where you're trying to figure out, what firewall a user's on, right? You're hoping as an automator, you're like, okay, I hope there's an API that I can hit and have that return to me. If I send it the user, I want it to tell me what firewall in the world they're on and be able to do actions against that or with it or whatever, right? Um, so yeah, APIs are probably one of the most important things uh, to, to really start learning. I'm not saying you have to go develop your own, although that's a really impressive when you meet somebody that's like, oh, I whipped up yeah, an hey, API yeah, in I, So yeah, I put this all together. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I just kind of look for the documentation of Fitbit and uh, you know Google to go in and grab all this stuff, right? Oh my gosh, and please document your APIs. I don't know how many times I've been on a call and someone's like, well, that's actually an undocumented <laughs> function of the API and you're pulling your yeah, hair out. You're, you're like, like uh, dude, how long did I do, really? And you have this, oh yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, sorry, I didn't write it down or you know, I didn't put any of that stuff. Yeah, uh, didn't CrowdStrike get in kind of hot there's water a, there's like been three a few, years there, ago? No, there's been, a, I don't know if CrowdStrike, <laughs> but there's, there's been several that you're like, oh uh, yeah, that's just undocumented. Okay. So I think what? they did it with uh, 0365. They were bouncing something off and they found a way to like audit your inbox or something. There was something and they got kind of some hot water pissed off Microsoft right. that then like went and blocked that like call right. or all the, right. but yes, please document your APIs yeah. for crying Although out Although I can tell you right now, the majority <laughs> of those companies in the cloud services do not because they're always like, yeah, it's just for the service people. You just say, you know, just so they have it. Oh no. Yeah. Don't because people definitely find them. I promise you. But uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. It was uh, incredible. Indeed, incredible time. I do. Uh, I do appreciate it, and uh, for for coming on, and lots of shout outs. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I you know honestly, I, I don't think there's enough. Of it. Hopefully, I wasn't annoying you with that. But but you know, there's there's a lot of good folks in this industry that that just are unknown or people that do a lot of work. No. Yeah. And just never get recognized. Yep. You yeah, know, the show is always about always about the shout outs that people get <laughs> because you didn't get where you are without people holding you up. Oh, I can promise you that. Yeah. It's luck and networking. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Luck and networking. hundred percent. So I'll have you on. Oh, have you on again? Because sorry. I now I, I'm saying we're going to uh, make sure that we get a whole group. It'll be the first forensic hour where we have just multiple, multiple people, and I'm going to take you up on. Better that. make it the forensic three hour. It, it, you know what? It <laughs> might be, and like I said, it comes down to the uh, DFIR. It's going to be the uh, like the drunk history, and we'll, so we'll have to make sure we do like three hours, and maybe 
pregame or something. So, so speaking of shoutouts, I just want to say one last thing. Uh, uh, El Marquez goes by L O Punk on Twitter. Amazing, amazing person in the industry. Um, totally kicks ass. Uh, ha- like I think um, her bringing me onto a podcast uh, was a, was a great experience, and, and because nobody knew who, who in the, and not that anybody knows who I am still, but but uh, it was an amazing experience, and it was it was uh, you know simply because that individual saw something that I did and was like, Hey, that's really cool. And, and had me on there and we had this great chat and, and now I, um, am working with her. And if anybody out there is looking for somebody to really tear into like a junior D for role, uh, she's it. Trust me. She's, she's tenacious. And, uh, um, one day she's going to, uh, be, uh, on, on these shows talking about how awesome she is at forensic. Okay. So yeah, now, but, uh, now yeah. I'm definitely going to, uh, make sure that that happens too. So, and now I'm going below per, uh, below periscope depth. I'll, I'll I'll shut up and let you end your show, man. <laughs> Again, fantastic. Thank you. Okay, uh, you know, honestly, seriously, uh, I, I, we said it before the show that uh, you know James was like, hey, yeah, well, no, I talk a lot. And I said, well, yeah, so do I. And honestly, um, it's I was kind of, hey, yeah, we got to do because it's we could have sat here, but the problem is, is I'd have to go and grab another beer and we'd have to pause it for a while um, to do that because it's. It's always a good time. You know, again, uh, it, it's funny starting the show that, I, that I've done. On, I've, you know, it's always on kind of been on the mobile side of it, computer forensics. But, you know, bringing into and coming into cybersecurity instrument response, all of those kind of freaking people out. I don't want to say it necessarily freaks me out, but it kind of does. Because you look around the world, you see all of these. Everything is connected. We start talking about the cloud services at the end. Um, you know, you have these networks that people are like, Hey, you know, someone's going to get my email, but uh, obviously there's other things out there. So I do, uh, thank and appreciate, uh, you know, people like, uh, like James that will go in and actually, I guess he used the word he's tenacious, which is great. Uh, there's a good band tenacious D you can look that up as well, but, uh, we will most certainly have him on again. And again, we'll, uh, we'll be back again on Friday. So make sure that you tune in. Thanks.